Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. NFL's free agency is still up and running, and some of these moves got us guys thinking of an old segment. And it's time for us to bring out the classic, Escalators and Eels. A good time to take it easy, so sit back and enjoy the show. All right, Jalen. So here we are. It's a nice Monday evening. NCAA tournament off for a couple of days, headed to the Sweet 16. Um, we'll get into more of the tournament. Obviously, we're not big college basketball guys. We'll get into more of that with Christian Thursday. Um, some moves, a lot of no crazy moves, but some minor moves that are very interesting going on in the NFL uh, that we're going to get into. And then the NBA playoff push is counting down. Uh, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm in uh, disbelief. I have been bamboozled, like Stephen A. would say, um, cast astray. Um, it's usually I'm on here with a little bit more energy, yeah, but with the same status of me of us not knowing about Anthony Edwards' health and the Timberwolves, I just I just had to take a break from sports, man. That that was a that was a big blow. That was a very big blow to the to the sports high that I've been running on because we've been doing really good. You know, we and like I've been I've been doing pretty good. You know, baseball's having the World Baseball Classic. If anyone's following that, it's been electric. The USA has been putting up some amazing performances. Some like they had I seen the Trey Turner Grand Slam. So, you know, just trying to get it back together, man. You know, just like just like the Wolves at this point. We're just trying to get it back together, Colby. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, man. That is, I was so sad when I saw that because I really want to see Minnesota in the playoffs and they could still get there. Hopefully he's back before too long. I mean, we'll see. Um, it is sad, though. But they're currently, I say, we'll talk more about them later, but they're currently in a shootout. They're up nine at the half against the Knicks. It's 79 to 70 at halftime. <laughs> so there's Good no chance. defense being played in New York, but they are up. Um, Torian Prince going off. Seven of eight with 20 points. Who would have thought? Jeez. There we go. Someone's stepping up. That's what we like to see. Coach Finch getting the boys going. But, damn, Colby, as we see, it's not enough. It's not enough, I think. It's still not going to be enough. And the worst part about that injury, and I told that, I think I've told him, I've told a lot of people this, it's, it's the fact that Cat was talking to him, trying to give him encouragement when he was down on the ground. If Cat is the one person talking to me, <laughs> if I was the, if I was Anthony Edwards and the one person on the team telling me, "Come on, man, get it together. You got this. You, everything's gonna be all right. You're all right." If that's the one person in my ear telling me that, and it's Cat, oh man, that just wins it. <laughs> I'd be like, of all people, of all people. But yeah, Cole, that's where we are. So. <laughs> How are you feeling about your NBA team? <laughs> well, a little better. I mean, they've are still not looking great, but they at least stopped the bleeding. Um, they split the New York trip. They lost to the Knicks, but they were able to beat the Nets, which the Nets started that losing streak or were one of the first games in Denver. Uh, so they've still lost five of their last seven, but, you know, they're two and one in their last three. They've never – I'm not – 
overly panicking just because I've come down a little bit because they always do the Nuggets. I don't know if you probably know this history living in Denver. I don't know how closely you've watched them over the years, but they do not do well on these Eastern Conference road trips ever. Whether they're bad or good, they do not do very, especially like in the Jokic Murray era. Like they've struggled with these Eastern Conference road trips. Um, so it's a little concerning. Yeah, I have definitely have some concerns. We're going to see how these last couple weeks play out and what the matchup's going to be in the playoffs. That's the thing. Like, there are concerns and weaknesses, like, with the defense. But depending on the matchups, like, yes, they could get some horrible matchups where I would be worried they would be upset first round. We've talked about this fear of the Lakers, um, which I think they – I still have to say they'll beat the Lakers. I still think they will, but that'd be a tough matchup. Think so, but on the positive yeah. side, Austin Reeves is popping off. I'm just saying, like on the positive side, but on the Jiminy Cricket, uh, you know the good angel, bad angel, shoulders type deal. Yes, there could be some scary scenarios, and they're looking shaky. At the same time, it could also fall beautifully, and you know they get like Utah or no offense, Minnesota or OKC or someone in the first round, and then like the championship pedigree teams kind of could fall apart, get knocked out. I mean, you know, health could like, it could also fall the other way where it's just like, if I'm going through like Minnesota, Dallas, like the Kings, if that's their run to the final, that's probably wouldn't be it. But like, if something like that, then like, yeah, I feel great. So I'm cautious. Yeah, then you're going to hear everyone giving you an asterisk. The defense is a real concern. I will say that the defense worries me. So, Colby, I was about to say, would it be – I mean, this is going to be almost like what Philly did, though, this year for the Super Bowl. You would just get, like, a cakewalk to the finals, and then, you know, we know the Nuggets will pr- prove, hopefully show out like the Eagles do, but your medal will be tested against the East, and we do know that, that cricket oh, on yeah. your right side but telling yeah. you, yeah, sure, you're good in the West, but if I'm that cricket on the left, I'm sitting there like – but we know what's happening in the East. Yeah. And let's always remember what happens to us against the Lakers. <laughs> let's always, right. always remember. Those are very scary points, both of them. But, I really agree with all of that. But I mean, if they even like, I mean, but you also bring up great points, Cole. Yeah. No, I mean, you're very right about that. But at the same time, like, they've never even made it to the finals. So obviously, if they get there and lose, yes, I will be sad and it will be very sad. It will hurt a lot. But. At least they've made it. Like, because they've never even made it. They've been to the Western Conference Finals twice in the entire history of the franchise. And so, like, if they at least even just get to the finals, like, yeah, I would say out of the three, this is just kind of a random thought. The way things are going, I mean, I would, I think they could beat Boston if they played Boston. I think they would. Mm. Philly, go either way. That's a toss up. Uh, Milwaukee, you know how I feel about Milwaukee, so I wouldn't be very confident in that matchup. But the, so you would be preferring Boston. Yes. Because I don't think they have anyone that really like could slow down Jokic at all. Like I think you just would cook that whole series. I think that would be a very good series too. Because I think you got I think everyone will be scoring like crazy. It would be interesting to see how that would all go down. Because you would have Jokic going up with his tandem of, you know, Murray. And crew, we'll just say crew, just because we don't want to make any promises because playoffs do wear and tear on players. And then we're going to go ahead and say the same thing about the Celtics because you got Tatum and Brown and company because we know that, you know, players can get wear and tear. (laughs) So 
it's a fair take, Cole. It is a fair take. But, um, yeah, I, I just can't believe, man, that Anthony Edwards injury happened. Like, I, I it's still so, – like, when it comes – for me in the NBA, that just really took me down. And now, for me to just talk about other teams, it's like – it's almost like I'm starting the season all over again, you know? Yeah. Like, this playoff push is insane now. Like, if you're someone that's looking – like, think of it this way. If you're someone that's looking at the NBA, you know, day one, like, this is the first time you wake up from a coma, you're like, what's going on in the NBA? Don't know why you would do that, but, hey. Um, I might, it would be, <laughs> it would, You would look at the Western Conference and you'd be like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> so. See, see, going off of that, um, from – Seven to because the Clipper. I mean, we'll say six from six to twelve. Uh, it's a two-game difference from the six seed to the twelve mm-hmm. seed right now. The clip, the Wolves, Lakers, and Jazz, all three are tied, and it's just the Wolves are have the tiebreaker. The Lakers, the next tiebreaker, and the Jazz are last currently. Uh, the Wolves are playing right now, so they can move up. They're actually cooking the Knicks right now, and the Jazz play the Kings tonight. So that's tight. And then New Orleans is still even as bad as they've looked, only a half game back of both of them. Golden State, or OKC's a half game up on them, and Golden State's a full game up on them. Dallas a game and a half up on them. So, like, it's crazy down there. The Clippers, I will say, I guess we're just doing our NBA stuff now. That was one thing I was going to bring up later. The Clippers have been playing a lot better lately. They are moving up the – we'll get to it. But I like what I've seen from the Clippers. But everyone else, they, yeah, it's a mess. Mm. yeah it's just it's sloppy it, it, but it's entertainingly sloppy so but we don't worry colby we can save our nba stuff that's that's where that's where you know you got this forced transition here this is a forced right. one here, and we're gonna go straight to the end <laughs> no, i apologize i didn't mean to push us off that i just was saying it's good you know it's good we because like I, I was thinking about it too i was like should we just do it now but then i was like nah let's just knock out the nfl news because I think there's so much to talk about. So many teams getting involved in this amazing free agency. We're counting down days. To, I think teams are doing their pro days now. I think that's the that's the rumor. Pro days are starting to pop off. JMU's so, pro day was today. Yeah, see? Yeah, those <laughs> pro days are popping off. There you go. So, oh, yeah, the Tossatino had his pro day. That's what that means, right? Yeah, I don't know if he'll get drafted or not, but I hope he does. He's better than Danucci who got drafted, but – the only thing with Santeo is he's kind of short, so I don't know if he'll get drafted uh, just because of the height, even though he's a better player than Danucci, for sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, what? does he have connections like Danucci did? No, nah, that's also – There you go. That's probably the problem. Yeah, although Danucci, I will say, I'm pretty sure he's cooking it up in the XFL a little bit from what I've seen. Yeah, he's. I think they're like 3-1 and one on the Seattle Sea Dragons. He also has Josh Gordon on his team, which is probably super unfair advantage in the XFL. <laughs> I, I hope that I hope his playbook half of it a quarter of it let's say a quarter of his playbook sheet has to be throw it to Gordon. <laughs> so, <laughs> huh. so that's funny. Okay, so all right, there's a lot of no crazy moves, but definitely interesting. But we'll uh, we'll just start. I couldn't decide which one to start with um, when I was thinking about this, so we're just going to start with the most recently, the teams that's making the moves today. And they're a team that's bad, but things. <laughs> Or on the up and up, it feels bad for our boy Davis Mills. But the Texans made some moves these last couple of days. So they flipped Brandon Cooks to Dallas, which we can talk about Dallas next, for a couple mid-round late picks, fifth and a sixth, I think. He didn't want to be there anyway. 
So like, that's fine at this point. That's enough. They then gave Tunsil an extension. So they're not trading Tunsil. So you at least have an elite tackle locked in. And today they signed minor moves, but they signed Devin Singletary and Dalton Schultz, the tight end from the Cowboys. So like improving the pieces around whoever they pick at number two in the draft, whichever quarterback. And like, we think we both really liked it. Love, all love the D'Amico Ryan's hire. So we think he can hopefully at least get the culture turning around. If they nail this quarterback pick, I mean, they've got a lot of momentum. They have a lot of momentum. I, I really like the Dalton Schultz pickup. Singletary, eh, whatever. It's a fine little backup for Pierce. But I like I like that they flipped Cooks finally, and I like the Schultz signing. So that's nice. Only a one-year deal for nine mil. Yeah, all right. Wow. Starting off with a swing for our old throwing in like a last one last bomb at our uh, Davis Mills bandwagon, huh? Just making sure that thing is just demolished. Um, but uh, poor hey, let's just say Davis Mills is sticking around. Guess what? Davis Mills got Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary. He's got some weaponry around him now. He's got some help. He won't have to play <laughs> the games this year, so like he'll be even under way less pressure. Yeah, he'll be coming in as a backup if they keep him at this rate. Um, but uh, like you said, Dalton Schultz, very solid pickup for the Houston Texans, and we knew that Brandon Cooks wasn't going to stay in Houston. He, he didn't want any part of that rebuild. Um, so, yeah, you looking at this, you get a solid option for your for your quarterback that you're going to draft, and now you have two, at least, you know, you got two solid, you got a start, solid running back core. So it was a really solid move. D'Amico Ryans, man, setting down the groundwork for his team already. So, and that's, you know, the offensive side of the ball. And we all know that this is a defensive guy, so he's probably – Whoever he's told, he's putting in charge of that offense, he's probably like, dude, go wild. Go wild, please, because I don't want to even focus on this. So, and circling back to Brandon Cooks to Dallas, and that's a solid number two. That's one of the best number two options out there, I think, right now. And honestly, it question now the question is going to be, who is the number two, right? Who would be the number two? I mean, obviously, everyone's saying CD, he's the younger receiver, but Brandon Cooks, man. Brandon Cooks. He's one. For sure. Who? CeeDee Lamb. You think CD still? Yes. Oh, yeah. Brandon Cooks, like, he's still solid, but he's not, like, he's not a number one. Like, he's fine for a two or three for sure. Like, it's a nice pickup. It gives him another option, another weapon. I like the move. Um, Like, it improves their offense a little bit. It doesn't, like, I think they're going to miss Kellen Moore personally. But, you know, I didn't think the Cowboys would be good last year, and they were better than I thought. So, I think they'll – doesn't really change how I think about him too much, but it's a nice pickup. And then they also got uh, Stephon Gilmore a couple days ago, traded for him from the Colts. Yep, and they got Gilly from the Colts. It's just like so – Yeah, Dallas. Yeah. yeah, like you were probably about to say, it's a solid move, but the defense wasn't really the biggest issue for Dallas, you know? We were all trying to figure out how to get their offense and Dak Prescott some help. We all thought that would probably be – more reasonable, and they hit that hit down now with Cooks. Let Schultz walk, which kind of stinks. I wonder who's going to be their option for tight end now. But now, also, I wanted to bring this up. They got Brandon Cooks for a fifth round pick, and they released Amari Cooper, I think, also for a fifth round pick. Remember? Yeah, it's bad business. <laughs> it just goes around full cycle. You know, I bet they really regret that Amari Cooper trade, and they obviously regret the Zeke contract because they already cut him. 
But uh, who would have known that that was going to be a terrible idea for the Cowboys to sign that contract? But whatever. Um, but yeah, so that is funny. But, but yeah, I think they're marginally they've improved their team. I still wouldn't pick, even though Philly lost people, I would still put Philly above them, though, pretty confidently. No disrespect. I think they just have a more mm. quarterback. I mean, you know, you call me, you know, I'm a QB bias, obviously, but I saw more special things from Jalen Hurts in one year than I've ever seen from Dak. So, like, but see, if we call Dak the black Kirk Cousins, what does Kirk Cousins need? He needs weapons. And if you're giving Dak another weapon, you should expect him to perform like Kirk Cousins when he has another weapon. Better. <laughs> you should expect him to perform better. I agree. I mean, that, that, that's the point. So that, that's the point. But at the same time, Philly's offense-wise doesn't really change. Yeah, they lost the coordinators, but they're still running it back with a lot of the guy. Like, I feel like they're running it back with a lot of the solid core pieces, you know? You well, still have Hurts. Except for one on the offensive line, which we'll get to. Oh, oh, yeah, that is true. That is true. You got that is true. Um, but I mean, you still you still got Hurts, and then you got an amazing wide receiver core, and you still have. I think they still have Goddard, right? And he hasn't gone no way. Yeah. So, yeah, Philly still has that number one offense. So it's not a crazy take, Cole. But <laughs> I think, I think the NFC East in general. It's always going to be a toss-up for the end, man. It's too soon to call. Too soon is what all I can say. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. But yeah, so I like what the Cowboys did. Um, that's fair. Um, anything <laughs> else you want to say on the Cowboys before we get to another dangerous NFC team? Let's keep it all moving, man. Move on to the next team. I got nothing else to say for them, boys. All right. So speaking of the Eagles and the NFC. How about, folks, the Detroit Lions signed – they got C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the safety from the Eagles. who was really good for them last year, but they just couldn't pay him with everyone else, and he didn't get the deal he wanted. He only got a one-year deal with the Lions. They signed Cam Sutton. Uh, they signed Emmanuel Mosley from the Niners. So, like – and they still have two first-round picks. Their secondary was horrible last year. They've added pieces. Like, they're trying to fix it. This is a nice pickup for the Lions. I like this a lot. And it makes me feel even more confident in my Lions uh, taking the North to take. Because I think their defense can be a whole lot better, especially once we see this draft. These are solid pickups. And then you add on to the fact that they already hit are a lot of young talent on the defense, too. So, y'all's going to go down to Dan Campbell's coaching. And I don't think we have much questions about that at the moment because he's proven the doubters wrong. These last at the end of the season by going on that amazing run with these guys. And, you know, everyone, you know, once he started winning those games, those cheesy, those cheesy words, they actually spoke some relevance. So it's uh it's definitely concerning, especially as a Vikings fan. Um, we made some moves on our side, but it's not, you know, as electric as you would say as the Lions. So definitely, definitely, like I said, they they're they're definitely more in my in my rear view mirrors than the Packers. Like I'll re I'll always reinstate um, for the off season. That'll be a comment that I'll always, always remind people that, you know, it's going to be Lions, Bears, then Packers. Those are my list of concerns. And it's crazy to say that for once. And it feels good. <laughs> yeah. 
no, yeah, I agree with everything you said there. Um, like there are still gonna be some questions, but um, and Cam Sutton, man, like I still think that's an underrated side. He was the best Steelers, best corner all year. He should have been all pro this year. Like he was literally a number one corner this year, even though he's not hyped up like some of the other guys. He's obviously not that top tier level, but he was awesome this year. And yeah, Johnson, like if they add like one more DB, add like some interior D line linebackers in the draw, I would still go almost all defense in this draft too, if I were them. And just really like go for it. Because your offense is already legit. <laughs> yeah. Somehow they got these diamonds in the roughs. They took in some gambles and they paid it off. They take they were patient, especially with Jamison Williams. They were patient, you know, with him. And now he's going to look like he's going to be poised for a big year next year. So, yeah, that's all I can really say, man. Make me talk about them lines. <laughs> the last thing I'll say about them, and going back to Cam Sutton, I saw, and it ties into what you said about Campbell. Like, I saw, like, they saw, like, in his introductory press conference, he was like, players, like, he's like, want to play for Dan Campbell. Like, we want to play for that guy. Like, so the, the players all love Dan Campbell. And that's, I think, like, that's so important. Like, because Detroit is not a good organization. Like, people would have – no one would have wanted to, like, go to Detroit, really. But because they like Campbell, like, he's kind of changing that perception. Everyone hated Patricia. No one wanted to go play for him. Like, the Everyone fact – Everyone hated the city of Detroit. Him. Yeah. <laughs> people, like, love Campbell, and they at least, like, want to – they probably still don't love being on the Lions under their ownership. But, like, getting to play for Dan Campbell, they're all about it. So, like, that's huge. Mm, yeah. Imagine living in Detroit too. <laughs> like it's just not as you know. It's not as you know. How would you say? I want to say iconic, but like also like scenic. You know, like it's not as the most prettiest cities. You know, more that's of true. a let's say grit and grind. There, <laughs> yeah, it's more of the grit and grind kind of kind of city. So yeah. Oh. Well, that is exciting. Yeah, the Lions are going to be good. So, not a ton more uh, NFL stuff. Um, oh, we'll talk about well, – that's a good transition. I know the other one I was forgetting. We'll go – it's not a big one at all, I don't think. But we'll go from your – stay in the NFC North and go to your now ex-receiver. Uh, Thielen goes to the Panthers, uh, giving them at least a target since they trade away DJ Moore. It's still a very bad receiving core, but this at least improves it somewhat forever they draft with that pick. What were your thoughts on uh, Elon going to the Panthers? I mean, hey, it's good. You know, he's get to finally get to be get to play for another team. You know, get to have that experience. So I think it would be pretty cool for him. And I'm just thankful, honest. Like I said, I'm not no no you know no bad feelings, no bad vibes to Thielen and some of these old guys that have to go from the Vikings. Like it just stinks. It, it does suck, but it feels good to see these guys get picked up by other teams because it, it does show that they were valuable. So, you know, like seeing Eric Kendricks go to the Chargers. I was like, I thought that was cool. So it sucks because, you know, he's not a Viking, but he gets to go back to LA and play football like he did back in UCLA. So it's pretty cool. And for Thielen, have fun in Carolina, man. He finally gets to move out of Minnesota. He gets to finally get out of Minnesota finally. So pretty dope yeah no yeah i think it's gonna be interesting they still like i know they traded away some of their picks obviously in that deal but they have some extra from the kid mccaffrey they're gonna have to pick another receiver somewhere in this draft too because their receiver room is still 
pretty barren even with this steal and pickup, but it, it is a nice veteran target. You hope he's still got some juice left and can contribute for them. They could be a potentially fun team, depending on what they do with this quarterback pick at number one. Um, so I'm rooting for him. We'll see how it goes. I don't have too high expectations, but I'm kind of with you. Yeah, I don't either. But I think he'll be a great mentor veteran receiver, like you were just saying. He's going to be a great vet receiver to have out there. So he's a good dude, I really believe. All right. The only other NFL thing that I had, I even waited so long, I was so good and patient, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought they were done. They came out this weekend. They've got their best signing of all the bunch that they've made, in my opinion. And they get Isaac Semaloa, guard from the Eagles. PFF had him as a top 10 guard in the league this year, who's obviously part of that Super O line on the Eagles. Um, I was kind of surprised because tackle's still more of an even guard. But, I mean, I like this. Like, I had no issue with Kevin Dotson being back at left guard, which is who will replace. But, I mean, it's definitely an upgrade. So, like, him and James Daniel, they've pretty much solidified. The interior is good. It's all about just finding that tackle. But this was a nice veteran pickup, high-quality player. Comes from the Eagles. Very excited about it. I have a lot of expectation. I'm continuing to get even more and more optimistic about the Steelers season. The corners and Matt Canada being my only concern. Hopefully they drafted that and left tackle all in the draft and potentially could be rolling into the season with, like, it's just Matt Canada is my only big concern. Um, so I love this pickup, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Ooh, top 10 guard to go to a top 10 bust of a coordinator. What a role we got here. But if you take out the coordinator part of it, it is pretty awesome for the Steelers because you are getting a good, a great guard for your young quarterback. And we all know the run game hasn't been as what we wanted for the Steelers. If you're talking as a Steelers projective, not G. Harris, it's been good, not great. You know, he's not, you know, you could, he hasn't lived, he's been, Average. Is that a good word to put it, Colby? Yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. Like, you're talking, right. sorry, you're talking about Dotson? No, I'm talking about uh, Najee. Najee, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he, I thought he was great the last couple games. But, yeah, he was also awful the first half of the year. So, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So, I think this is a great move for you guys, obviously, because of the Kenny Pick. Because of just Kenny Pickett, honestly, just – Give the QB a new guy to, you know, work with and give him some help. You know, if you believe in a guy like uh, Joe Burrow, like the Cincinnati Bengals did, there you go. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, like I said, they got to get a new left. They ho hopefully they can draft a left tackle. We'll see how that goes. But, but you know, I, I think it's a good pickup. I'm pretty confident. Kenny Pickett's going to have some, I'll say, like, the other side of it, he's going to have real pressure on him next year. It's like this year he's a rookie. You know, like, I thought – down the stretch, he was very impressive. But he's got like he's got mm -hmm. real pieces. He'll be a second year in the scheme. The line should be better, especially if they draft a tackle. Second year in the scheme, weapons. They're getting Calvin yeah. Wilson back, so would be the same at, at minimum. Should be better. Um, like doesn't be like he's gonna have to step up this year. I think he will, but like he's gonna have some pressure on because this team, especially with the defense, like they draft well. This is gonna be a damn good roster so like you're gonna have to deliver yeah it'll be a great roster and it'll be a good one to challenge the Bengals. and 
like we always mention, we don't know what's going on in Baltimore. And it's always great to update everyone on Thursdays about what's going on in Baltimore, because that's when we actually get the tech. I love checking on Thursdays just to see what the news is <laughs> and everything, because it just it truly it's crazy how we call that. It truly is getting worse week by week. <laughs> it's truly good. You know what we need so, to do, Jalen? <laughs> what? Like, you need to we need to make whenever Lamar Jackson does. uh end up either signing a deal or getting traded or whatever ends up happening, whenever it gets resolved, however long that takes, we need to just release, just chop up a compilation of just all Christian rants progressively, like through time getting worse and worse leading up to whatever happens. And then obviously the ending will depend on what happens, but Christian Lamar Jackson rant compilation could be, uh, could be pretty entertaining. (laughs) Might be what the fans need. It might be what the fans need. You know, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Oh, the man. Oh. Yeah. And also, I guess, man, cool. just also just off of that, too, just mentioning briefly, I want to talk about it so much. The Rodgers trade still has not happened, which is kind of crazy that everyone's just like, yeah, like he's going to the Jets, but they just haven't worked it out. It's been like a couple weeks now. <laughs> Yeah, he's just sitting there. Like, like I think everyone's saying that it's we're waiting for the draft, so that way they can send them a pick after they make their first round pick. You know, so the Jets still have their pick. I, I guess I don't know. Um, this is it's, you know, obviously we all don't know, and it's weird because you're throwing Rogers into a situation with the Jets. Those are just two completely weird factors all in themselves. So, it, I don't know, man. It's it's odd, but like I said, you gotta just wait until it officially happens because this bad man, that means it's still technically a Packer. And it's crazy because the Jets are actually making the signings that he, I guess, not listed, but would be nice, I guess would be, I, I don't know how we, how else would you put it? So um, it's, uh, yeah, it's weird. That's weird. <laughs> Very strange. Um, I hope it gets done soon, just because that is going to be a wild ride of them on the Jets. No matter how it goes, no matter how badly or how great it goes, it will be a wild ride. Um, and I oh, want to see Jordan Love, really. man. I I still think Jordan Love could possibly be good. Like, I liked him coming out of Utah State. I'm not even – I'm most oh, – okay, I'm kind of just saying it to try to freak you out a little bit. Obviously, it hasn't really worked, but I'm also kind of believing because, like, I don't know, man. We'll see. But that's where things go. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where things go, man. We'll see when the, like I said, there was three game sample sizes for me weren't enough, you know? So, weren't enough for me to be concerned. Give me, give me 10, and then I'll give you a real breakdown. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, yeah, he might, he could suck. I might be after 10 games, be like, yeah, no, he's not dangerous. You're in a good spot. But we'll see. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll or take- who knows? He could be that one guy. He could end up being that one guy where he goes and wins six games a season, but every season he sweeps only the Vikings. Like, he, <laughs> it's a guaranteed win. No, you know what? Like, he'll be that kind of quarterback where it's like, well, Packers fans, no, he's not that good, but at least he beats the Vikings. It's like, so. It's like, it could happen, I guess. All right. We'll take a quick break, hit some NBA. Come back from the break here. We are going to do uh, just quick NBA chatter updates. We kind of did briefly a little bit. We talked to Nuggets Wolves at the beginning and kind of the West. 
Um, and then we're going to do a classic game. We have not, I guess we've only done it like once. I don't know if we can call it a classic, but Escalators and Eels going to bring that back to see where everyone's trending uh, going into the playoffs. Um, real quick update for you on your Wolves. They are now tied at 107. They're up 109, 107. About to be the end of the third with the Knicks. So that is a battle. Um, Bulls and six. What a game we got there. Yeah. Yeah. What a game we got there going on, huh? It's uh, no Anthony Edwards, but they're fighting. It's good. It's a good uh, battle, but it's they're out east, so I'm not really too. I don't. I don't have the much. I don't know if they're gonna pull it out. I'll just say that right now. Already, yeah. I, I'm already a doubter, Colby. I'm sorry. They needed a lot more than the Knicks, though. So I think they could get it. They need it back. Um, Come on. Bro. There we go. <laughs> the Knicks. It's looking like, barring like a total collapse, the Knicks should be in the five seed pretty safely um like that's the difference with the east and the west <laughs> um well, also, if they win this game they're only two games back right of the yeah i guess they, they could catch Cleveland realistically probably not but they could definitely catch them i don't think brooklyn or miami can catch them so like i think they should be at least five like they're pretty much it's locked in they're gonna play they're this round pretty much yeah they're five or four just a matter of who's got home court in that series. Yeah. That'll be a nice, nice, fun little series. Um, <laughs> all right. So I don't have a ton of stuff. Like I said, we kind of hit on the West. Um, oh, well, we'll say uh, Jaw, they're saying he could be back Wednesday. Um, so that, I'm happy about that. Like, realistically, I want to see Jaw Moran in these playoffs. And the Grizzlies are back to being like, they've because they've also... Without him, while he's been uh, away getting his mind right, they've kind of snapped out of that little funk that they were in. They've won two in a row. They cooked the Warriors twice. Like, they've been playing a lot better. They're still – they're right now tied with Sacramento for the two seed going into tonight. They're down five in the third to Dallas right now. Sacramento just started against Utah. Um, So, they're going down to the wire for this two seed. So, I'll say that. Like, Jaw, he's going to be back. If he's playing how he was before – and he can get back to his old self, which I think he will. Um, the Grizzlies can be back to or back to now being in this West a super dangerous team, in my opinion. I think I maybe have not been giving them. We kind of because of all this craziness, their stock has fallen all the way down. It's kind of creeping back up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, remember, it's one of those things that remember. It's so they're one, the Grizzlies is one of those teams that they play better without their star player. When the jaw's not there, they play better. It was, it's a proven fact. We've seen the numbers. Oh, like they go on some crazy runs. We've seen them do crazy runs without John Morant before. They did it last season. I think they even done it the season before. They even won games in the playoffs without him. So it's uh it's not it's nothing too crazy for me when I hear the Grizzlies doing good without John Morant. If anything, it just plays like you said really well into their hand and raises their stock and chances. Because guess what? You do get a superstar back who hopefully got his mind right and ready the ball. So that's it will be a huge piece if John Morant's coming back into what yeah. he used to be, I guess you can say. You know, I mean, that is true that they do play really well without him. I still obviously think their ceiling is so much higher when he plays. Um, he actually did re- – I didn't even realize this, but he did return to the team today. So he's already back mm-hmm. practicing and stuff, but they're letting him ramp up his conditioning get back into – uh, get back into the flow of it. But so he's already back with the team, which is good. Um, 
So yeah, they're going to be a fun storyline to see how they... I God, I hope they get the Warriors first round. I really hope so. I think they will cook the Warriors if they get them first round. Yeah, they probably... It would be an interesting series for sure. I don't know how it would go. Personally, I wouldn't have as much confidence because I think just because they're just so bitter towards each other and they have that much, you know... Anger, I guess you could say, towards each other that they it would be a, it would be a series to watch. You know, I would hope it would be a series to watch. And like we were mentioning uh, many times, I guess you can say it would be one of those series in the first round that might go seven games. If we could, I would hope would go seven games. Honest with you, I don't even think it would. I think that I have my Warriors stocks falling way down. You saw how low I had them on the tiers. Like, I don't think they're going to be able to overcome because it doesn't look like they're going to get Wiggins back. They cannot – I don't think – I should not say this because, man, have they bitten me before, but I don't think they have any chance if they don't get Wiggins back, like, to go anywhere, even in this West, because, like, it's just a mess. They're struggling. They're in a tie game with Houston right now in the third on the road. I know Houston's been playing tough lately, but, like, still. They are so bad on the road, and they lost at home to the mm. Clippers. Steph had 50 in a crazy mm. game, and the Clippers mm-hmm. beat him by, like, eight. So, like – Memphis has cooked them two in a row without jaw. Like, I think if Memphis gets them in a series, I think Memphis, six games, Memphis will have them, have them send them home. But you just said they're an amazing team at home, but they can't win a game on the road. Um, but I didn't on, let's, put, let's, put it this, let's put it this way, though. I didn't. They just have to win one game on the road. It's yeah, the playoffs. Seven in the whole season. I know, but Goldie, you're only asking for one in the playoffs. In a series, remember when the playoffs, everything gets so zoomed into a series that that's all that matters. All you need is to come away with one road win, and then the, you'll be sitting. We'll be sitting here saying the Warriors are now the favorites because they're going back to they're going back to San Francisco, and they get two home games, and where they're only lost seven where they only lost seven games at home so the numbers are i pretty sure are inverse which is very cool and weird but i'm but i'm pretty sure like it's like if you take it that way all they need is one that's why it's like i can't sit here and be like can't walk them off like yeah it's crazy how terrible they are this year on the road but in the playoffs man all you need is one per series and you can change everything if you steal a home game I mean, you're right about some of that, but I also disagree. So they're, yeah, they're 29 and seven. That is wild. They really have the inverse record. I mean, I still wouldn't say that they're a great team at home, though. Like, that's the other thing. Like, yes, you make a point. They only need one on the road, but I don't think this team is, like, guaranteed to win every home playoff game. Like, to me, like, the bigger thing is, like, they're just not, like, a great team. this year. They're not as good of a team as they were last year. Like, Wiggins was so important with what he provides defensively. Like, it seems like the old guys and young guys don't really get along. Pools regressed. Like, I mean, Steph's going to have to – Clay has been better on offense this year. He, he's having a nice nice little season, but he can't defend like he used to. So, like, I just don't think this team has enough, to be honest with you. Like, whether they can steal a road win or not. Like, could there be some matchups where, obviously, because of their experience, they'll be kind of dangerous, but – I mean, experience aside, I don't think I would pick them to be any of the top four in the West, any of the top five in the West, who they're going to have to mm. play in the first round. Like, I don't think they can get out the first round. Like, I don't know, man. I just don't think they're very good. They are they have too many holes as a team. That's fair, you know. And 
as the Warriors for them, I think the biggest thing for them this season has to be just putting a solid performance up in the postseason. And if that means they're getting the draw to play the Grizzlies, I think a warrior as a Warriors fan, yes, you would love a ring, but you know this is probably not the season, and you just want to beat the Grizzlies as much as possible. You, like you just want to beat the Grizzlies at any cost, just so that way that whole thing can just be shoveled down for the off season. But you brought up some great points, man. These Grizzlies, they, I mean, our I obviously was a victim of, you know, of them stampeding in the playoffs last year. So, yeah, man, it's. The Great West is so gross, man. <laughs> it is. It's bizarre. And um, well, this is good news for the Grizzlies. They're in a tight one with Dallas right now. It's only the first quarter, but Utah is cooking Sacramento right now. Utah's up 38-16 in the first. What, what's Walker Kessler's stat line looking? Um, well, let me see here. The Just... man that the Wolves should have never released. Because, Colby, you were hype about him ever since we drafted him. You were like, you guys got to steal. I liked and then we I didn't liked, even use him. No. <laughs> I liked him what I saw like beginning of this year for the Jazz. Um he only has two points right now. So oh. Nick has eight. Uh, Jogby has eight. Markin is not even playing, it looks like. Uh oh. Danny Ainge is coming up with some plans for Victor Webinyama. Just cooking something up, Colby. They're cooking the Kings right now, man. The Jazz, <laughs> they're cooking like, the Kings. At this point, if I was them, I mean I would just say Screw it and go for the play. They're, I mean, I told you they're tied with Minnesota, and they have your pick. So might as well, yeah. boy, just try to be better than the Wolves. Like the Wolves, might as well. Like you said, the Wolves probably don't make it. For being honest, so like then their pick will be in the lottery. <laughs> All right, thanks, Colby. Just <laughs> hate to go doomsday on you. Thanks for reminding. Thanks for reminding me. No, it's fine. It's fine. You yeah. have to do the reminders. You got to do due diligence. Hey, I still think the Wolves are a better team than the Jazz. Maybe not – they're maybe not in the better position going forward, but at this moment, yeah. I would take them slightly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, at this moment, without they two of the Wolves. They still have the best player out of any of them. They still have – Ant-Man is still by far better than anyone the Jazz has. So give that. But he's injured, so at this moment, no. Yeah. <laughs> at this moment, no, the Wolves are better than the Jazz. Thanks, Colby. That really, really puts some more salt in the wounds there. Sorry. Um, the only other thing... We'll see what happens. Hey, man, we'll get to escalators in the East. Um, we'll get... Oh, wait, you already ruined... No, you, you already told them. I forgot. Um, Not fair. Sorry. Um, the other thing I was going to say that's kind of noteworthy, uh, Boston has fallen to the three seed in the East. They're tied with Philly record-wise, but Philly now is the tiebreaker. The Sixers have won eight in a row. Meanwhile, Boston is 500 in their last 10. After be looking like such a juggernaut all year long, the Celtics, much like the Nuggets, are currently, similarly to the Nuggets, their issues aren't quite the same, but currently playing their worst stretch of basketball, uh, heading into the playoffs after looking like a force all year long. Um, and the Celtics were even higher up than Denver was at one point. Yeah, uh, they so were. How worried are you about the Celtics come playoff time? Cause I'm kind of, I mean, you saw how high I had them ranked most of the year, but I've kind of been moving my Celtics stock off a little bit. Cause they, some of the same concerns I had before the year, that looked like they weren't going to be a problem. have now kind of reared their ugly hat. Yeah. Um, 
So let's see. Right now they would play the Nets. I think they would win that series still. You know, if I and that, that's what I'm looking at right now oh, is yeah. if you're a Celtics fan, what are you really that's concerned about? I'm saying like the deep, the, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just saying, like, what are you really concerned about? So I guess if you're a Celtics fan, you're just pretty much hoping that in the second round, your team can get their get their ish back together, you know, come then you use that first round to get it to, you know, figure out whatever you need to figure out. Because, I mean, what are we? We got what? I think they said six games. I think it is six games left, they said. So for some teams, probably, yeah. Yeah, so as I say, we're counting. The games are in the single digits now after what seems like so many games. <laughs> um, so yeah, we finally hit the single digits, and here we go. And this, the Celtics, like you said, one of the best teams, are starting to show some major flaws and falling apart. But this is where in those moments where you can finally pat yourself on the back, Colby. Your team's still on the top, you know? Your team still managed to <laughs> oh, keep yeah. their go- Even though they were slipping, guess what? They didn't slip as much as the Celtics. Not out east. Didn't have two juggernauts <laughs> to go against, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you got. Hey, wait. You you're dealing with the Beam team, all right? Don't don't don't. don't you have to remember that. Beam. <laughs> yeah, we got to fear that Beam, and light it up too, baby. Light the Beam. Oh, well, all right. Are you ready to get this game cooking, Jalen? Yeah, I think this is going to be fun. That was a great little. <laughs> We got the little. I think we got a little little pop in our step after that. Oh, yeah. Who knew? Who knew that talking about the Celtics' demise would uh <laughs> would lead us to this, right? So here we go, Colby. I guess uh, do you want to take the reins or me? Um, so why don't you just you take the reins? Why don't you just throw me the teams? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go back and forth. How do you want to do it? All right, I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Everyone, welcome to a what is it? It's been almost a year since we did escalators and eels. Roughly, probably not quite, but almost. Yeah, almost a year, probably. Um, and I think it was NFL. I don't know, or maybe NBA again. We might have done it we'll, twice. Maybe we 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 might have done it twice. I don't remember though. Yeah. So it's a recurring skit. It's a recurring skit segment. Recurring segment. But uh, escalators and eels, not copyrighted by SpongeBob. Um, we got. Our teams that are stinking up the bed, they are the eels that are trending down. And the teams that are trending up are obviously our escalators. So, Colby, starting off with, a, I think, a great one. Escalators or eels, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, escalators, for sure. They're, Thunder, it's funny you should mention that, Jalen. Of all these playing teams, you know, they maybe haven't been getting the most discussion. Uh, they're obviously not going to get as much as the Lakers. They're seven and three in their last ten, and when SGA is out there, he is. I think at this point, like with how he's evolved this year, he already has playoff experience from his early days on the Clippers, and that year with Chris Paul. Um, SGA is like, an, I think, unarguably a top fifteen guy in the league. By next year, he could be in the top ten. This team, like, I did not think they would have any chance to be in the playoffs, but here they are. Um, they're playing better. They're uh, compare when I look around. Yeah, they're trending upward. Like I really think that they might get in. Uh, we'll see how they finish with this stretch here. But they got nice young pieces. They're playing pretty good basketball right now. They're trending up. And the future, I mean, the sky is the limit with all these draft picks they have coming up. <laughs> I know, right? With an endless supply of draft picks, it's always positive when you almost talk about the Thunder and if they exceed expectations early. So I think it's an obvious. 
in a very fun escalating team. And to see them at the eight spot, this is where I, I sat down and I was like, I'm not too mad about Ant getting hurt because, yeah, it sucks for the Wolves. But it would be electric to see uh, the Thunder do their thing in the playoffs. Just for the first round. I don't think they're going to do much damage, but big fan of Josh Giddy here. Big fan oh, of Lou Dorf, yeah. SGA, Jalen Williams. Like, they got some guys that I can get – like, they got some dudes there. So, I'm a big fan of the Thunder and what they got cooking up over there. And so, an easy second, escalator. And they literally have the second overall pick in the draft this past year. Didn't even play. They're going to get next year. And Jalen Williams has been better than every player in this draft except Paulo. So, yep. like, <laughs> they're they sitting pretty. And they got him at, what, like 11 or 12? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got him from there for the down low. Um, all right, Colby. Since we both agreed on that one, <clears throat> let's talk about a team that I think you've had a little bit of trouble talking to people about, especially one up in Chi Town. Escalators or Eels, the Pat Bev effect, not the Bulls, just the Pat Bev effect. I mean, itself. I mean. <laughs> have to be honest like it's escalators at the moment like they are better they've won two in a row they're in double overtime with philly right now um your wolves are going down the wire too this is some crazy finishes here um but yeah i mean they're playing but on the whole as far as the general direction of their franchise eels but this season heading to the playoffs like it looks like they're probably going to get in to the play and now they're they're a game and a half up in the 10 seed now um congratulations (laughs) that's that's such a hefty lofty goal that's exactly where you should want to be with your franchise Colby, you remember when your but franchise was up. scrapping for those seeds man. yeah exactly and how did they get out of it they bottomed out a little bit they didn't even ever they were never like i don't think you bottomed out they weren't like the worst team league, but they were like pretty bad for a couple of years when they got like murray and moody before him which was not a oh good god moody but <laughs> no, they're, they're like those gary years, harris like they had a couple top 10 picks um, they were never like in the top like five, but they had some top ten picks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, well, Colby. But this season they're going up. They're, I mean, at this point with how they've played, they could potentially be the a scarier eight seed than Toronto or Atlanta for whatever that's worth. Not still not scary at all, but they're still. That's what I was about to say. I think that for them to finally hit that play in barrier for me. It has to be Pat Bev effect, obviously, in the escalators. I'm glad you put that. I'm glad you put some recognition on that. It is a positive thing for the Pat Bev effect. But as a team, man, you finally made the play. And yeah, sure, you definitely did not hit expectations. But you have to consider what happened with Zoe and just how this team has just handled their whole situations in general. It's just been disappointment season, and they're still scrapping by the fight for that play in. I don't have the most expectations, but I do think they're at least trying to trend to end their season in the right way. You know, they're trying to end their season as best on a, as best of a foot as possible because I think we both know this offseason is going to be ugly for the Bulls. Like they're going to they're going to be trading some pieces. Hopefully, they I mean we thought that on the be. deadline. They should. I don't know if they. Yeah, will. I was going to say we thought that on the deadline. So, all right, Cole. Fair. I agree with Ready you. Ready for our next one? This yep. team, yep. this team's been a little so and so lately. And uh, it's also, they're going to be, we're going back out to the Eastern Conference. Okay. Out in Miami, Colby, are, who, are they escalators or are they eels? The Miami Heat. 
Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, they're limited, but I still say escalators just because. But yeah, this is just heading into the playoffs is what we're going off of here, right? Or am I talking about like beyond this season? Because you can talk about any direction you want, man. Because no, as you saw, my direction you know, was as you saw, my direction was. I already knew their end of the season goal was pathetic for, for the Bulls. Like I already knew they're not going to hit it. So that's true. All right, you know what? I'll switch it up. We'll go general direction. That you so that you're kind yeah. of general direction of the frame. Okay. Um. Eels. Then, like, I mean, I think the playoffs. Like, they still have Spolstra and Jimmy, which is going to make them a tough seven seed for Philly or Boston, but. They don't have enough. Like and their team, I don't really know. Like Jimmy, they probably missed their window with him. He did some all he's been awesome. He's awesome in the playoffs, but he is getting pretty old at this point. Bam is great, but like you need more than that. Hero is a solid player. I like I don't have anything against Hero. He's fine. Like he's a good player. But that's not like moving the needle. And they it's so funny that like because I, I kept saying everyone was all like, Oh, they're gonna try to get Kevin Durant. Like the heat of I feel like the whole time they've had Jimmy, people have been like, oh, this is like the next place for the next unhappy star. Like they were talked about with Donovan Mitchell. And I'm just like, are you people like looking at their Ross? Like they don't have anything that people want. So I don't know how they're like, they're just going to have to get someone in free agency realistically. Duncan Robinson has one of the worst contracts in the whole NBA. He barely plays. Um, So like, yeah, I mean, I just don't know. I think they're going to eventually have to blow it up because of Spo. They're always going to be tough. I mean, he is a top five coach easily maybe top three in my opinion he's such a great coach but yeah i mean they just don't have enough man yeah um i'm with you i put the e i put miami on the miami dolphins the miami heat on the eels um it's just unlike the bulls actually just like the bulls it's disappointing but i had a lot higher expectations for the heat instead of the bulls Obviously, I thought the Bulls would be fun and they would also be, but the Heat, man, you were one of those, you were part of that, you know, you were originally part of that three-team tandem up there with them. You know, we were considering you with them until you decided that, you know, fall apart and you just couldn't, it was what, they kept bouncing around the 500 line all season, you know? It's like it feels like, and they still kind of are. They only, well, actually, no, they finally got away from them five games up. But they, I mean, they were bouncing around that 500 line for so long and it's, it speaks a lot. And even when you have your star player, like I said, playing, I guess, nickel back in the locker room saying he's tired of losing things, you know, things start to show. Yeah. So eels. <laughs> All right. I like that. Go ahead. All right. So let's see. Let's see. How much time we got cold. No, no timer yet. You know, we still got time. Oh, perfect. Bet, bet, bet. All right. So here we go. Escalators or eels? Mm. You already mentioned them a little bit, Colby. So escalators or eels? The LA Clippers. I say this cautiously because they do have Russell Westbrook on their team. But Escalators, they're playing better lately after that horrible stretch when they first got Westbrook. They won. They've been better. They're up to the five seed. I personally think they're better than all the teams below them at this point um, with the potentially other than the potential high ceiling of the Lakers, which we've discussed. But um, so yeah, I think they're in a good spot. It's going to be them in Phoenix and KD is going to no chemistry. There's a lot of pressure on Kawhi and PG this playoffs to get it done because 
Their roster is kind of weird, man, is the only thing that still concerns me. They still don't really have, like, I feel like the true, like, point guard type player that I want them to have. Like, I mean, obviously they had to give him up, like, for Paul George, like, but obviously, like, someone like an SGA, not even that high of level. But, like, Fred Van Fleet, when he was in the room, I thought he would have been perfect for them had they been able to get him. Like, just someone like that. Doesn't even have to be an all-star. That's kind of what I feel like is missing from this team. They just have so many, like, wings and forwards. But they do still have Kawhi. And if he's in the playoffs, he's dangerous. PG's still a very good two. Um, so I think, yeah, escalators. I, I like where the Clippers are at in this West. All right, all right. Um, I agree. Still an escalator. I'm a big Russ fan, and everything's starting to smooth over a little bit, it seems like, in L.A., Sure, he has put up the best numbers, and he's probably coming off the bench now. Or I don't know. I don't even know what's going on with this situation. But I do like the fact that they've moved up and they kept their spot at number five since getting Russ. Even though they struggled at first, they got it back and they're chilling. So, hey, it's uh, that's back. Every the ship's back to sailing. <clears throat> All right, Colby. Let's see. Here. One last team in the West to talk about. You know what? Two more, maybe. Two more teams in the West. Keep, yeah, keep it coming. Ready? Two more teams. Right. This team, we're going to talk about them right off the bat. We just talked about the other team in there, our fellow city. It's going to be the LA Lakers. Colby. Escalators or Eels? The biggest question probably going into the playoffs. LA Lakers. Um. Well, before I hit that, I do just have to mention the Bulls beat the Sixers in double overtime. So they continue to climb. That's three wins in a row. Um, Got to give the Bulls their flowers there. But, yes. Um, that have effect, I, man. I'm still going to say escalators, even though there's questions with the injuries to LeBron. I don't know if it'll be enough to get him in or not this year. I hope it's not. But just because of how much better the roster is constructed now, whenever they do get LeBron back and AD back, I mean, they're realistically going to run it back with the same team next year probably other than some minor tweaks. I don't know if they're going to get someone like Kyrie or another big star or anything. And if everyone's out there, like, this team's pretty good. So I still would say escalators, sadly. Like, they could be dangerous going to the playoffs. I don't know how they're going to handle these last six games, but I'll still say escalators. compared to, Especially compared to where they were, the team they had at the beginning of the year. Like, this team is much, much better. Yeah, um... Geez, it kind of stinks to say. I, I, I'm trying to find a way to put them in the eels, man, but they still keep finding a way to bounce back and get these scrappy wins with AD or who, even if, or if AD's not even playing. I don't even know how to keep fighting a way to keep keep playing, man. This roster, like you said, has taken a step up um, because of the trade deadline. And below, behold, you know, here we are. They're they're tied with the Wolves now. Great. You know, just great, Colby, like you were mentioning, our biggest fear. And it's always good to admit that the fears are true and real. So putting them in the escalators, just out of pure concern with you, Cole. All right. Last team in the West. Okay. Problem. Oof, man. I wish it wasn't the last team, but it has to probably be your thoughts on the Dallas Mavericks, Colby. Oh, I had a feeling I was going to be the one you asked. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to say Eels, although they're cooking Memphis right now. So they're probably going to win their third in a row tonight. 
which will put them comfortably. They're in six already, but that will give them some breathing, a little bit more breathing room to be in six and out of the play, which is big. Um, but I still don't believe in where they're heading long term. I don't think the Kyrie thing, even though he's been bad, good these last couple of games, is a long term marriage. Their defense is so bad. I haven't fully believed in their roster all year, and they're wasting a top five player in the league, undoubtedly Luca. Um, we'll see what they do in the playoffs. Maybe Luca gets cooking again. Kyrie gets cooking, and they can make a little run. But I don't think so with this roster and defense. So even though they're about to win their third in a row, uh, most likely, I'll still say Eels. Hmm. It's a fair one. That's a fair, fair judgment, man. I, I wasn't a big. Obviously, I'm not the biggest fan of the Kyrie movie either. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and I hate to say I'm joining you again on this one, but they are. They're just so offensively strong. There we go. Good night. They're so offensively strong. It's like it's so crazy how bad they are on defense. And you need that in the playoffs. But at the same time, you got a top five player with Luka. You're giving him a little bit more star help. I just don't think it's consistent enough still. But six games, man, six games. And if you're telling me these guys can keep the trend going for six games, I would definitely feel a lot better going into the playoffs. So I'm going to actually be putting them in the escalators. I'm going to put the maps in the escalators for me. A very small, it's probably going to be more more or less one of those ones that you see on the airport where it's on the ground and it just helps you walk faster. But it's that that's the one. I respect that. Thank you. All right. So let's see here. I'm going to take a quick glance at the East. Unless there's a team you want to mention, Cole. Not really for me. Because I do want to talk about, I guess, one more team in the West. All right. I like. All right. Well, screw the East. We got a bonus team in the West. <laughs> Golby Escalators or Eels, the old the old retirement home in Phoenix, the Suns. Uh, I got to be honest with you, man. Eels, like, I know they've Kevin Durant, and like, if he's healthy, they're probably the favorites in the West. But they don't have the depth anymore. Like. I don't know what you're going to get out of KD going forward, especially beyond this year. Um, like, I was thinking about it. Like, yes, they could win a title. This probably not this year, but maybe, maybe going forward with KD. I don't know though. He's getting only getting older. His injury history is really piling up. I don't know if they're going to get it done this year, and I don't think it's going to get much easier going forward, especially when I look at some of these young teams. I mean, the West is so wide open this year. But, like, next year, it's not going to be some of these. The Denver, Memphis aren't going anywhere. Sacramento will no longer not have playoff experience. They'll have a, another year of seasoning. We'll see what happens with the L.A. teams. Dallas, who knows? Golden State, maybe. But OKC is going to be probably much better. Utah, I mean, New Orleans. So some of these teams are questions. But a lot of these teams are going to be improved. Um, so just as far as where things are going, I'm going to say Eels. and. The other thing that I was going to say, like, obviously the Nets aren't going to reap other than Mikhail Bridges being, and Cam Johnson being really nice players. These Those picks, the first pick or two they get from the Suns, like this year's pick obviously won't mean much. Probably not even the next, but like those down the road picks, KD's not going to be on the Suns, like probably still playing. I don't know if KD's still going to be playing in like four, three, four more years. Like mm-hmm. with his injuries, sucks to say. So like some of those, the Nets... Might end up getting a pretty good haul for Katie. We'll see in a couple of many years, but 
Yeah. Well, only time can tell but from that whole debauchery, right? Um, ah, man. It's so wild to say that they're an eel, right? Just because they have all that star power. And that's why I call them the Phoenix of Retirement Home Sons. Because it's a nice place to go where you, if you need to relax and everything. I don't blame KD. New York is just so busy. You know, Brooklyn's too much going on. Go to Phoenix. You know, sucks that you got hurt, but guess what? Now you're taking a nice and a nice warm weather. So, and then you got, you know, your fellow retiree and Chris Paul right next to you. So, you know, just two old dudes just living it up. And then you got D Buck. And like you said, they have no, their death has been just slashed because of the trades. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go in the future. Obviously, they got a clear shot still because they are the four seed in the West. But I think their expectations when they had KD was to somehow probably push into the top three. They didn't do that. They managed to stick around at four. And now they're probably going to have to play either the Clippers or Mavs. Not ideal, which is <laughs> no. not ideal if you're talking about especially Russell Westbrook versus, you know, a team that – I know I can't believe I said Russell Westbrook first, but yeah. for me, it's healthy. It's the fact that he's going to be healthy. He'll be on the court. He'll be at least on the court. That's why. And everything. So that's why I, I know, I know it's six games, man. For me, six games, anything can happen with those Clippers stars. So that's why I'm like, at least I know Russ will probably be a part of this equation. <laughs> it's sad to say, but. I agree with everything that you were saying up until until we said, said yeah of course yeah I know I know I knew exactly what you I, I still your generally your points is solid <laughs> thank you but I'm with you Cole I'm going with the Suns on the Eels it's crazy to think about with this old school retirement team but at the same time championship aspirations are still there because they are the four seed. Yeah, if they win the title, this is going to look very stupid. But, yeah, but at the same time, yeah. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, I was about to say I can live with that. I was about to say I think I can live with this. I think I'll live with this too because <laughs> I don't think they're happening. They're going to make it happen. Oh, so good. I guess we got one more bonus team, Cole. All right, we got four Ready? minutes here. So oh, don't worry, this one's going to take very short, very short. Ready? I like it. Beam team, escalators or eels. Oh, escalators a mile. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thursday, they've been the best team in the West since the deadline. Um, yeah, the beam team, they're about to get some experience. Like, this year, sky's the limit for them, honestly. Like, they are cooking right now. Well, not right now. They're getting cooked by the Jazz right now. But generally, it's still massive escalators. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Nah, complete agreeance here. And Colby. Like you said, time's running out. So I guess we got to go ahead and dish out those final thoughts. Okay. So I thought about taking it to a lot of places with final thoughts, back to the NFL, an NBA thing. Um, So many places to go, but I I am very, getting very fascinated. I'm going to just take you back to something I've talked about a lot, but I'm very fascinated now by this, uh, Web and Yama watch, like, which of these teams is going to go to? Because some of these teams have some really exciting – and I really just hope – I'm trying to speak it into existence that it's either Indiana or Orlando rather than – because I just want him to go somewhere where there's, like, already another legit piece 
Like they've got good young players. Like I'm just fair, saying comparatively, like rather than go to those bottom four, okay. I hope he's, the bottom. Like Detroit and Houston would be okay. I really want to go to San Antonio and definitely not Charlotte, but. I agree. I agree. Not San Antonio or Charlotte. Like the NBA has so much depth of talent. Like some of these young teams are going to be fascinating to watch the next couple of years. We talked about OKC, Utah, Indiana. I think Indiana will be in the playoffs probably for sure next year um, with how improved they were this year. Orlando has exciting pieces. Um, I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see how some of these teams develop going forward. There you go. Man, good final thought, Cole. Uh, my final thoughts, I mentioned it at the beginning. Uh, the World Baseball Classic has been very entertaining. Um, I think it's a pretty dope concept. I love watching the highlights and everything going on with it, all the drama because of the injuries. But then you hear, but then you hear players say how much they love it and everything and how they're still going to probably play next time. So it's like, screw you to the owners type deal. Because you see these players just having a blast on the sidelines. Really yeah. recommend people to watch those highlights of the World Baseball Classic this year. Because you just see our guys, all our players from the MLB, just smiling, having a time. So, And I guarantee you, they'll probably say the same thing that Colby today was some good stuff. It was some good stuff. And I'm going to ad-lib the ending real quick. Final, final Ooh. thoughts. The seconds this expires here. It looks like your Wolves are going to get the dub. 134 no with 10 doubt. seconds left, and Julius Randle just got a tech. So I think he got it in the bag. Uh, Torin Prince, 35 points, 12 of 13 shooting. And the Wolves without Ant-Man get a huge win. How's that for an ending? Good stuff. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.